Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. with a subject, some things you may not be aware of. I'm about to give you some information, and I pray revelation that can change your life. I want you to lay hold on it this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Where's my sound man at? My monitors are a little hot. I like them. They're just a little too hot. Amen. I do want to take time this morning, and I, I just hate that this is a second thought. That's sounding real good. I hate that this is a second thought this morning, but you guys are probably getting used to that, the way we have gone as a nation. But if you have ever served this country in any of the armed forces, would you please stand right now? Just stand and remain standing just a minute. Anybody in this building... Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. We say thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir, so much for your service. I, can't, I know our nation is what it is, and it's in an uproar, but I can't imagine how you feel when they're ripping up our flag, burning it in the streets. I never served. I can't imagine how that makes you feel that have uh, sacrificed family, time, your life for this country with all of her faults and failures. Amen. We know she's got them. But you guys served, and because of you, we have what we have, and we're still moving forward as a nation. So, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you for what you've done. And could we just take time? I know there's been a lot of activity today, but there's men uh, yesterday, American soldiers uh, lost their lives, and they're fighting right now while you and I worship the Lord together. Could we just join together in prayer for our entire military, their families, their children? Would you just stand to your feet in honor of every man that's fighting for this great nation called America? Like I said, I know she's got faults. And failure, she got a long way to go. But I'm telling you, I've been to other nations and I'd rather live here. Amen. Father, we bind together humbly, reverently for you first, oh Lord God. And then for the men and the women who are risking their lives on the battlefields and foreign lands, oh Lord. And even here, Lord, we just lift them up to you praying that your spirit would be with them, comfort them. Some are afraid, some are hurt, Lord, some are injured, some are watching their best friends die. We just lift them up, God, praying that you would touch them. We, we ask you to touch their families that are back home, that don't get the privilege of seeing them every day, Lord. Keep them children that are being raised right now without the privilege of seeing a mom or a dad because they're uh, patriots of our country, Lord. We just take time to ask you to do what we cannot do. Open up the windows of heaven. Let your spirit cover them and bless them, Lord, and give them a consolation that only the Holy Spirit can give this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Somebody shout amen and let's give... 
some things you might not be aware of. Why are you standing? Grab your Bibles. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Amen. I want to drop a few scriptures. I'm actually about to preach outside the boundaries of what I'm normal. I normally preach in, uh, but this subject that God brought to me so specifically and emphatically is actually changing my life wrecking my perspective and taking me to the next level. So I'm going to try to stay as scriptural as I can because this may be a little foreign to your religious ears or to your, to your ears. Look to your neighbor and tell them they are some things you might not be aware of. And the Bible says what you don't know is killing you. My people are destroyed because of what they don't know. So I'm fitting fin I'm fin to, to pour some knowledge in you. I'm fixing to pour some knowledge in you that I want you to get a hold to. And before you kick it out, take it home and just go through your own Bible. Verify it. You got to be careful sometimes what you swallow verify it. It's going to take you into some deep realms. Some things you might not be aware of. We're going to start in the book of Hebrews 13. The Bible says, be not forgetful. The word forgetful there actually translate neglect, refuse, or be oblivious of. Don't, don't, don't neglect, don't refuse. There's some things you do not need to be oblivious of. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels and didn't even know it. Oblivious to the fact that divine help was on my side. Hebrews chapter number one, verse number 13. Hebrews is a remarkable book. I've always said that if you had the book of Hebrews and nothing else, you would have the entire Old and New Testament. You would have it all from the Old Testament sacrifices to the priest to the new covenant. Amen. The book of Hebrews is phenomenal. And the book of Hebrews in the New Testament deals more with angels uh, than, than, than most every book, all the way, although they're all the way through Old and New Testament. Hebrews chapter number one, these are powerful scriptures. I want you to get them into your spirit. Verse number 13 says, but to which of the angels said unto he at any time? Now I need you to know something. Look at me. What the writer of Hebrews, whom I think is Paul is doing, is trying to show the superiority, superiority of Christ over angels. They are not equal to our God. They are not equal to Jesus Christ. And that's what this whole chapter is about. But the fact they are so powerful is the fact that the Paul had to get them in their right place. Lest people started exalting angels above God. That's what's going on in here. In this, in this book. And in verse 13 he says, For which till one of the angels said he at any time, Sit at my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. He said, that place reserved for my son, and his name is Jesus. Verse 14 says, are they not all, talking about the angels, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? 
Are you with me? Father, we thank you now for your presence that's already in this place. We thank you, Lord, for you have spoken through us in in manifold ways today through different instruments that have yielded unto you. But now, oh, Lord God, we come time to break open the words of life. We pray for your help and anointing to be able to do so with clarity, to do no injury to the text or to the word whatsoever, oh, Lord God, but stay within the boundaries and the confounds of the revelation that came by the Holy Spirit written by the, the, the prophets of the old. And then give us ears to be able to receive it that we'll leave here richer and fuller because of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout amen. On the way to your seat, high five somebody and tell them you finna know some things. If you were here on Wednesday night, you heard some powerful teaching from my wife of the power of being prepared for the holy seed that's about to be placed into your spirit. She will also be teaching again tonight. Amen. If you're a newcomer to this church, you're here at a good time. You need to jump on board right now. We're in the four steps for four Sundays of exposing and revealing to you who we are as Life Church. We'll be going into phase two of that tonight at six o'clock. I encourage you to come and be a part of that. But there seems to be an unusual attraction to an awareness of the spirit realm as far as demons are concerned. I'm not a preacher who likes to give credit to the devil. I, I don't like to give him airtime. But it's amazing to me this, this, this craze that's going on uh, uh, of people being attracted to and made aware of the demonic world. Hollywood has capitalized on it and they're making millions from movies that glamorize the, de- the demonic world. Amen. You may go watch them movies. I don't. I don't even recommend it. I don't like it. Devil is a liar. <laughs> Follow your own convictions. But nevertheless, it's it's everywhere. Movie after movie after movie. Amen. Uh, uh, exposing the demonic world, and people are are eating it up. Amen. And they're being attracted to it. And there's billions, a billion dollar industry in the whole magic realm that's even infiltrated the cartoons probably your children and grandchildren are being exposed to. But while the secular world is being educated and mesmerized and terrorized by the unseen realm of the demonic spirits, the church seems to be totally oblivious. We seem to be totally oblivious to the reality of the spiritual world of heavenly beings and angelic activity. It seems to me that we are quick to give Satan and his cohorts credit for their contradictive activity in our lives and the world we live in. In other words, we're quick to acknowledge the unseen force that is against us but we never even recognize the force that is with us. Constantly, the devil done it. The devil done it. Well, man, that, that, that must have been Satan. Devil done this and Satan done that. And don't you ever think for a moment that he's not real because he is. Can I get a witness? Amen. But it seems like that we are so focused on him and we have some sort of a ignorance about the spirit realm that is for you and fighting for you and is waiting on you to recognize that they're on your side. 
It's kind of like we're like uh, Jacob in Genesis chapter number 28 in verse number 12. It said, and he dreamed and behold a ladder set on the earth and the top of it reached into heaven and behold the angels of God ascending and descending upon it. Verse number 16 says, uh, and Jacob awoke out of his sleep And he said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I didn't even know it. In other words, I was not aware of this heavenly presence that was here at my disposal at all times. I didn't even realize that there was so much divine activity going on all around me on on my behalf. It's amazing to me how somehow we have overlooked this angelic presence when it is mentioned over 270 times in the Old and New Testament. They're recognized as cherubims. Y'all remember these titles? They're recognized as seraphims, which means one that's on fire. They're they're recognized as archangels. Y'all ever heard that term before? Archangel. Archangel means chief angel. Chief angel, which means, uh, Brother Benny, these angelic beings uh, operate in perfect order and rank as a heavenly military force at God's disposal. Colossians chapter number one, verses 16 and 17 makes it very clear that God created these angels uh, himself and he created them for himself. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things exist. Hebrews chapter number one, verse number 14, which was our text, it says, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to the heirs of salvation? The text called these angels, Sister Helen, ministering spirits sent to minister to the heirs. Amen. Elbow your neighbor and tell him he's talking about you. You're an heir. Now, the word minister when defined as a noun, means a chief servant. So when he called the angel a minister, he called him a chief servant of God, meaning he is a magistrate. He is an executive officer. He is a delegate of God. He's an ambassador of God. He's the representative of a sovereign. Angels are the divine servants of God. Not just menial servants, but high-ranking officers, magistrates of God's heavenly government and divine order. That's who they are. They are the heavenly arm of God uh, himself. They are God's hand extended to the world we live in. They are the will of God executed on this planet we call earth. And as the writer of Hebrews gives us clear insight on one of their responsibilities, just one, and that's all I want to deal with, and I hope I don't never deal with this, uh, the rest of it, whatever the Lord leads. But one aspect of the angels that we're going to deal with today is found in this scripture right here. It says, they are ministers to minister to the heirs of salvation. Now, the word minister, when defined as a verb, means... 
As a noun, it means he's a chief, chief uh, officer. As a verb, meaning what does he do? It means to minister. What does it mean to minister? It means to afford supplies. It means to give things that are needful. It means to supply relief. It means to strengthen. It means to render aid. So these ministers of God, which are angels of God, have assignment, and you are their assignment to render aid when you need help. Are you with me? Amen. They're there to render aid when you need help. Now, we're staying within the confines of Scripture. These glorious beings, these magistrates, these ambassadors, these representatives of God, these chief officers are assigned by God to minister, strengthen, encourage, lift you up, come to your rescue, stand around you, protecting you and preserving you. Tell your neighbor right now, you got more help than you realize. You got more help than you realize. God sent, amen. As a matter of fact, Jesus had to lean on angels. Jesus had to lean on angels because I found in Matthew chapter number four that the Bible says Jesus was tired, he was weary, he hadn't eaten for 40 days and 40 nights and all hell had come loose against him but the devil finally left and behold, somebody shout behold, God sent a representative and said I need you to go down there and strengthen him to finish his mission. Is anybody with me? I came to inform you today that there is an unseen force. There is a delegated uh, authority by God himself that's available to you every minute, every second of every day. I don't care what you feel, what you don't feel. There is power standing around you right now. The, the, the magistrate, the chief executive officer God are standing by your side with one mission, one order from their superior, and that's to minister to those who belong to him. God almighty, are y'all kidding this stuff? Man, I come to church with a whole new mindset this morning. Psalms 91 and 11 says, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your way. They're going to bear you up in their hands lest you dash your foot against the stone. That word charge means to appoint, order a command. God has spoken to his heavenly host and said I command you to go find Nathan Puckett and you are to protect, you are to provide, you are to stand, you are to cover. Oh, is anybody listening to me? Amen. And angels are standing because they love God because your Bible says they were created to worship God so they're here on a mission you're not by yourself they is an officer they is the God almighty the representatives of heaven is with you right now y'all don't seem as fired up about that as me you listen it changes everything this changes everything. This changes everything. Come on, help me somebody. Tell your neighbor, this changes everything. Why? Because Psalms 34, verse number seven said, the angel of the Lord is camped around about them that fear him and delivers them. You hear me? I ain't in trouble. Let the wolves howl. Let the lion rage. There is angel encamped around about me. I am protected. I am preserved.
daughter. My God, are you listening to me? You got help you didn't know you had. If you're not careful, oh my God. Ain't no sense in a man getting this worked up. You got help. You got help. Now understand, understand, brother. Amen. When the king ran up to the pit where all them lines was, and he looked down and said, Oh my God, Daniel, did you make it? Because the king really loved Daniel, but he had to throw him in the deal of lies. Amen. To save face. So he ran down. King's up praying all night. Endangered. Daniel's laying in the lion's den with his head on a line, fanning with a lion's tail. Amen. And the king said, Did you make it? Did they kill you. And Daniel said, don't worry, O king. God sent angels and they have shut the mouth. I come to tell somebody God's going to see an angel and he's going to shut the mouth. God, I can't tell it like I feel it. He's going to shut the mouth of the lion that's trying to eat you up. Don't bail out. Don't give up. Amen. I would have surrendered had I not known I had so much I'd have thrown in the towel if I didn't know they was an unseen force. Oh, does anybody listen to me? It kind of reminds me of a little servant boy and Elisha was down in the valley. Oh, somebody pray for you, Pastor. <clears throat> showing up. Amen. He was down in the last end. Brother Parker. Amen. I mean, no, no, we threw him. They were down in the valley. Amen. And that God and the enemy sent an entire army, Sister Rosetta, to take one man captive. And the little servant boy came out and he began to look around. And he went and woke the prophet up and said, man, you got to get up. We are surrounded. He, he was terrorized. We are surrounded. But the old man of God stepped out of his tent and he began to look around. Instead of being afraid, he was worshiping God. And he said, Lord, open his eyes so he can see they are more for us than they are against us. Hey, I don't know what you're going through, but I do know there's more for you than there's. Somebody ought to get up and worship before I explode. There's more for you than there is against you. Hey, don't surrender. Don't give up your joy. Don't give up your peace. Oh my God. Are y'all with me this morning? Amen. Elijah would have surrendered if he was unaware of the angels that are around about him. I refuse to live in fear when I am surrounded by so much help. <laughs> oh, God, it's hot in this building, Doug. Doug, would you go get a fan and come and follow me around? <laughs> I know your enemy is on your trail. Oh, I come to help somebody. I know your enemy is on your trail. That's all right, Doug. Don't freeze everybody out. Everybody ain't doing calisthenics. I know he thinks he has you in a corner. 
I know the army is behind you. The Red Sea is in front of you. There's a mountain on the right and you don't know how you're going to get out of this one. But about that time, the Bible says that the angel that was before them went around behind them and he was a clock caught all by it. He's about to come around behind you, baby. Don't retreat. Don't retreat. Your angel is about to... Matter of fact, your Bible says the angel who was in the form of a cloud went around and got between them. Amen. The devil can't even get to you. There's an angel. There's an angel between you and your enemy. Some of you retreated because you didn't know it. Be careful. Don't be oblivious to entertain strangers because some have entertained them and they did not know it. I see you. And what's awesome is said the angel went around and came between them and their enemy. And to the children of Israel, they were light in the darkness. And to the enemy, they was darkness. So that one come not near the other all night long. Amen. He's on your trail. And he's nipping at your heels. And if you ain't careful, you're going to lose your peace. You're going to lose your joy. And say, my God, I'm going under. But if you'll just realize that no weapon formed against me can prosper. Because the magistrates of heaven are here and they encamped all around me. God before me. He said, he said, don't be afraid, little fella. You just can't see what I can see. It's the reason some people are freaking out about some stuff you're standing in is cause they can't see what you can see. And they're wondering why you're not going under. And they're wondering why you're not throwing in the towel. But they don't realize, amen, that he will prepare a table in the presence of my enemy. And while you're freaking out, I'm gonna sit and eat of the glory of my God. I will. Pass me those potatoes, please. Devil says, God, can y'all see that? I can see it. Oh, I wish I just could do that. Amen. I wish I could draw you a picture. That was your word one time. You're just sitting there, and the devil says, and if he could, he'd destroy you. But there's an angel sitting there saying, get back, get back, get back, devil. They come to eat. Amen. And while your angel's fighting the devil, he says, here, how about some dessert, cherry pie? Oh, my God. I'm tired of giving the devil credit for so much destruction in my life. And I'm going to recognize. The only reason he's getting away with what he's getting away with is because you, there's some things you're not aware of. That scripture said, he's gave him charge over you. Amen. How'd that scripture go? Amen. And he said, what was that scripture? Help me out. Yeah, that's it. 
He gave his angels charge over you, and they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. In other words, him angels said, you know what? Not only am I going to keep the devil off your back, but I'm going to keep you from tripping. Oh, preach that right there, amen. Now unto him, Jude 24, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. It's hard to fall when these angelic beings are saying, well, watch out, watch out, watch out, step, what? My Jesus. He said, I want you hurting yourself. So if you trip and fail, it's not no crime. You just didn't know. Now they've created a gospel over tripping and fallers. You can join their church. In the name of Jesus, we baptize all you tripping and fallers. May glory be in the fall. <laughs> may glory be in the fall that you may fall, but you'll fall with grace. Well, oh, that is good right there. You'll fall with grace. Well, guess what? You can fall with grace and thank God for grace, but there's another grace. <laughs> there's another grace that'll called me to walk through the last year. It'll called me to walk through the fiery fire. There is another grace. It is the angelic beings of God. Some of you are sitting there right there. Oh, you better be careful. He's preaching on angels. Well, okay, well, quit believing in the devil. Quit giving him so much air time if you don't believe in angels. That's what he is. That's good preaching. That's all he is. He's an angel too. He can't help it. He's an Alabama fan. He's fallen. He's a fallen angel for you, Bobby Stowe. He's a fallen angel. God Almighty, where do I get this stuff? <laughs> he said, the angel of the Lord encamps around about those who fear him. Elijah would have surrendered had he not known he had so much help. It reminds me of what the psalmist said. I would have fainted had I not believed to see the goodness of God. I'm not looking to fail. I'm looking to win. I'm not looking to go under. I'm looking to go over. Not because of my situation or my strength, but because the angels are all around me. This building's full of angels. I wasn't talking about y'all. My car's full of angels when I get in it. Are you listening to me? Am I helping anybody? Did you know this stuff? Maybe you knew it, but you're not recognizing it, and we're entertaining them unaware. Maybe we're not entertaining them, which means to receive, to invite in, to sit down and take up his abode with you. I'm telling you, I come to church with them this morning. I came to church with an awareness of them. Because see, in the kingdom, you can do a lot of things by knowledge, but that if you don't do by faith and revelation that you don't get credit for. A lot of you have been givers, 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 but didn't realize what the principle of planting seed. And as a result, you don't get the benefit, huh? Because it's not necessarily in the doing of the thing, it's the revelation of the thing. 
Are you following me? Some of you can fast, fast, fast and never get any benefit out of it. You're just doing what you, but when you understand what it's all about, it creates something in the atmosphere. Angels are being unemployed because of spiritually dull Christians. They're, they're warriors by nature. I said, come on. Come on, take your stand and give me an opportunity. I'm going to do something great for my God because see, whether you recognize him or not, I know him. He created me and he, you're my assignment and you are boring me to death. Oh my God, that is rich. You are boring me sick. I am, I'll bring healing. I'll bring restoration. I'll bring deliverance. I'll pull the devil's arm off and beat him with the bloody end of it. If you would just take a stand. He said, but you don't know how much help you got. God Almighty. So you won't step out. And I don't even become visible until you get in a dilemma that you step out on. That's why he told Jehoshaphat, this battle don't belong to you, but I do need you to show up for the battle. Amen. This battle's not yours. It belongs to me, but I need you on the battlefield to release this angelic being. Amen. I'm afraid we're not even showing up for the battle. Why is the devil always picking on me? We got stammering lips. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because you don't know some things. He's a bully. You don't know. You don't have to put up this stuff. You don't know. You ain't supposed to forfeit your. He's, he's like, hold up. I want you peace. <laughs> What's the matter, son? It's too elementary for you. I'm getting down so you can stay with me. I knew I was losing you. He said, I want you peace. <laughs> I want you joy. I see you back there. Are you listening to me? But you know what my Bible said? Before I give up my peace and before I give up my joy, I'm going to put my hand right here and tell the devil, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. That gun ain't big enough. Is anybody listening to me? That gun ain't big enough. It reminds me. Amen. Are y'all still with me? Can you give me just a few more minutes? Daniel. Thank you, sister. Can I get a witness on that? I didn't get an amen. <laughs> See how y'all gonna be? I ain't scared of y'all. I got angels with me. <laughs> David was up against the Philistines, Bobo, and he, he went before God and said, Lord, what do you want me to do? You want me to go attack? We done fought. We've been skirmishing. We've been in a war. <laughs> amen. We've been in this battle. <laughs> You know, it's just not looking good. Do you want me to attack? God said, no, don't attack. He said, matter of fact, act like you're retreating, and I need you to go around because I'm going to do something. I need you to go around and get by the mulberry trees. See, out here, I ain't got nothing to create a ruckus. Out here, you can't really hear nothing. So I want you to go around to the mulberry trees. And he said, when you get there, I want you to be still and listen. Just listen. And when you hear the sound of marching, in the mulberry trees, you'll know that I've sent my army out. Go get them. 
go get them. Can I tell you, now ain't no time to surrender for you because I hear angels. I hear boom, 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 boom. Oh my God. I hear the sound of an army and it's marching on the behalf of Life Church. Our God has gone, God Almighty. He's marching on your behalf. He's going out. Go get them. Go get them. I wish somebody would just grab the Bible and took off running or something. Grab your sword and go get them. Activate. These girls have done priestess stuff. Activate. Activate. Because they're strangers amongst you. You're not acquainted with them and unaware of them. You're more familiar with your devil than that one who's been assigned to you. Yeah, you giving it. You, you see him in everything and don't see me in nothing. Oh, you hear him loud and clear and can't hear me. I need to quit, but there is another story that comes to mind. So we can keep this New Testament, New Testament post Holy Ghost. Truth. That ain't uh, Paul was a prisoner. Y'all wait on me. Paul was a prisoner on a prisoner ship headed to Rome. And before he left, he told him, guys, said, guys, it's not a good day to sail. There's a storm brewing out there, and it's not a good day to sail. So he said, yeah, we know what you're trying to do. You know you're going to get beheaded when we get you to Rome. We're going to sell anyway. Well, they took off selling. And the Bible says a tempestuous wind called the Eurocladon. I mean, they done named this joker. It's bad. It's a tempestuous wind that began to destroy the ship. So, soldiers that were blaspheming Yesterday are now on their knees crying out for mercy because they know they're about to die. But in the midst of the night, something supernatural happened. And, 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 and the storm is raging. They lighten the ship. Waves are beating it all to pieces. And Paul climbs up on the stern of that ship, holds on to something and says, Be of good cheer. Just like a preacher, ain't it? <laughs> Amen. I know your, your president didn't make it, but be of good cheer. I got a better one for you. <laughs> that president did make it. Be of good cheer. <laughs> and here they are. I could just hear one of them old prisoners say, yep, I told you that man was crazy. Now I know he's crazy. He's up there telling us to be happy. And we know we often die. But he said, be of good cheer for this night an angel has stood beside me. And he done told me, Paul, you're going to stand before Caesar. And oh yeah, Paul, by the way, I'm going to give you all them that are sailing with you. So all of a sudden, Paul's fear turned to faith. Uh, and might I add, the ship sunk. 
Are you listening to me? The ship sunk, but Paul knew he had help from another world, and he took a piece of broken ship and began to paddle his feet all the way to the bank. And might I add, Paul got snake bit. I ain't saying you ain't gonna have no trouble. I'm just telling you there's help in the midst of your trouble. Shake it off. Oh my God. Shake it off. Don't let that thing hang on you. Woo! Why? Because Paul said, I got help. I got help. I just come to tell you some things today you may not be aware of. You're not too weak. There's a strength that is with you. And he longs He longs to be the one to pick you up so that you don't dash your feet against the stones. He desires to stand around about you and say, devil, you can come this far, but you can't come no farther. This angel is so, in my text, give my text, Ephesians 1, 14 or 15 or whatever it was, the last scripture, just that last scripture. According to Hebrews, I'm sorry, did I say Ephesians? Hebrews chapter number one. Just the last scripture. This scripture is the proof that you have an angel assigned to you to minister to you. I ain't even talked about the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost means parakletos, one called alongside you to help. They so much help on your team. No room to be depressed, oppressed, defeated, beat down. Well, well, look, I got this going on in my life. Paul had a snake hanging off his hand. He just kept right on shaking. They were expecting him to die. He said, no weapon formed in me. It's going to prosper. This ain't going to be successful. Can I t- that's somebody's word. I don't know what you're going through and it looks like it may take you under and it got you in the corner, but it ain't gonna be successful. It ain't gonna be successful. High five your neighbor and tell them, it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. Don't worry. It's not going under. Matter of fact, but, but I, I ain't got time to play with it or fool with it, but he's, he does only encamp around about those that fear the Lord. Maybe that's the problem. There's not enough reverential awe got you staying close to Jesus. Oh, I can't go there. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the problem. Maybe you don't have as much help as you thought you had because you're lingered too far outside the camp. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, quit, quit. But I want you to know there's help available for you. And God loved you so much, he assigned this angel to you, and he's right there waiting on you to to stir up that seed and go do what he called you, because that's what that angel's anointed to do. And this angel is so big, and he is so bad, that when he got to Daniel, he said, Daniel, I heard you praying, and I've been trying to get to you. 
For 21 days, I've been trying to get to you. But the prince of Persia got a hold of me, and we've been fighting for 21 days. I don't know what you're praying about, but there's already been an answer coming towards you. But there is, oh my God, there's warfare going on that you don't see, and God is trying to get the messenger to you. Daniel, don't quit praying. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel because he's on his way. He said, I heard you the first day and I started coming, but the king, uh, prince of Persia withheld me. So I had to holler at Michael. I called back home and said, Michael, he said, and Michael is the archangel. He said, I was in such a battle that God sent the most high ranking angel that was up there. His name is Michael and he helped me. He's still there taking care of business while I'm here talking to you. Can y'all see this going on? This is what's going on. In the heavenlies, when you pray, I wonder how many angels you started praying here, they started coming, and before you got that, whoops, they gave up. Almost had an opportunity to bring some glory to God. Almost, almost had an opportunity to see God glorified, but you got discouraged. And something awesome happened. Now, when, and I got to quit. And Daniel, when he said, when the angel showed up and he saw him, he fell out. He couldn't talk. You want to know why people fall out in the Holy Spirit? They're catching a glimpse of something. And he couldn't talk. His, his, his tongue got thick. And he was just in a coma. <laughs> and, and so the angel said, well, look, you asked me to come. <laughs> And I need to talk to you, but he said that he had a, 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 a golden girdle around his waist. He had feet like brass. He had eyes like fire, and he was shining with a radiance that I could not take. And I just melted. So the angel, the Bible said, reached down and touched his mouth. I said, I'm going to touch your mouth and give you strength to talk to me. Because you can't even stand I'm so bad. God Almighty. You, you, you said you wanted me to come. Bye-bye. <laughs> he wanted to give me a high five over that. Bye-bye. Here I am. <laughs> and he melted, and his knees smoked together, and his bowels turned loose. So you listening to me? Because he was in the presence of something so magnificent and so powerful, and he wasn't even Jesus. He was just an angel. What do you think it's going to be like when we behold the God Almighty, the Lamb of God, his own, your He's on your side. My God, it's coming northern in here, Doug. Whew, I just got to chill. <laughs> and then Daniel, and there was people with Daniel, and they didn't see anything, but they felt the vibration of the earth shaking, and they all fled because they couldn't stand his presence. When angels come to your rescue, that's what demons do. They cannot stand in the presence of Almighty God. 
God, forgive me if I get it wrong. Somebody can connect, correct me from the audience if you want. But I think it was Smith Wigglesworth. It was one of the great men of God. He was laying in his bed one night. And the demon walked into his room and started vibrating his bed. And his bed slid. True story. His bed slid all the way over by the window of just the evil force that was manifesting itself to this great man of God. And when it got to the window, he woke up. and said, oh, it's you. Get out. And before the devil, he says, wait. When you come in, my bed was over there. Put my bed back before you go. That's how much authority you got. Hey. Devil has no power. He has no authority over you. I ain't got time or I'd tell you the day he walked into my room. I'll share that one day when I got time. Because there's a force with you. And not only do you have one, but my Bible says they're encamped all around about you. Quit fighting your own battles and let them fight. Let them fight. You're messing everything up. Trying to fight it in your own way, in your own will, in your own time. That's why he told David, don't go out there yet. Wait. Go around and you wait right there until you hear my angels going. Some of us need to back up. I would have fainted had I not believed to see the goodness goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait, I say on the Lord. Wait, I say. I want to declare to somebody in closing, don't throw in the towel, just wait. Don't give up your peace, wait. Why? Because he's a force moving your way and he's fighting on your behalf. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to Life Church of Columbia dot org